So guys, uh, do you know what I did yesterday? Actually, I did record a podcast. This podcast was recorded yesterday, but when I was editing, I was not editing. When I was just checking the podcast, the sound and everything in this app that I have, I figured out that there was no sound. <laughs> so basically, I was, I just, I just talk, speak, spoke like an asshole for 20 something minutes by myself in front of the camera and there's no sound whatsoever. <laughs> that was, uh, that was very stupid, but I guess it happened. Mm, why it happened? Well, you know, technology sometimes is your worst enemy. And actually I do have pretty good microphones. It's just that in order for me to make it work in this specific application that I'm using, it, it takes a, a, an extra step to make it work properly. And I don't want to do it. That's why I look like a call center kind of dude with this headset. Anyway, the, the sound is way better. So this is what we're going to do. And what I was talking yesterday was about that we usually, majority of the people, maybe me and maybe of one, many of you guys who are listening are this type of workers that if you have a job, hopefully do, uh, you work eight hours a day, basically, like around 40 hours weekly. That's kind of how it works, unless you're a nurse or these uh, people who work for a certain company that they have like this four days work and then you have three days off and then four days work again. And I think you work 10 to 12 hours daily, but then you have three days off. I think Intel used to do that for some technicians level, people who work on the manufacturing floor, I think also, I don't, I don't know if engineering, but well, anyway, I know people do these kind of things. In my case, I work eight hours a week, eight hours a day, uh, well, eight hours a week, uh, just leave that on the back of your, on your head because I'm going to come to, to, to that. So yeah, I work eight hours a day for 40 hours a week. And then you start thinking about it. Why do we have to work that? Why do you have to work eight hours? Who said about working eight hours? Why not less? Why not more? And actually there was, I found an article and that's, it's an old article from Wired Magazine that I read a long time ago because, but I remember that it, I read it. So I just went back to the internet to look for it and it's still there. It's from 2019 from Wired Magazine. I'm going to read to you guys a, a small part. And he explains uh, that the eight hour work, the eight hour work day is a counterproductive lie. And it's true, it's true. You know, I think you have seen that uh, during and after COVID things have changed a lot uh, regarding the work schedule, like with a lot of closing borders and um, social distancing and whatever you want to call, you are not even allowed to go to the office. And I think in the long run, uh, if you ask me now, two, three years after this thing started, was it the best way to seclude everyone, to isolate people? I have my doubts now. I have my doubts since a lot of people got the virus. It seems like, yes, a lot of people died. It was it was a serious shit. But you can see the majority of people didn't get very ill. They didn't get very serious. Of course, people have some conditions and we don't want these people to die. But it's like the example that we keep talking about, the mask. In many places, at least where I am, 
the mask is still mandatory if you go indoors. And it's funny because as I say recently in one of my TikToks and other videos, I got, I was wearing the mask as expected, as mandatory. And, and I had three, three vaccines, the, the two normal ones, that is, uh, you know, the, the two shots that is uh, counted as one, and then I had a booster. And that was in January. And six months before I had the other two, right? So two Pfizer and then one Moderna in January. And in February, guess what? Guess what, guys? I got COVID. I got COVID and it didn't hit me bad. I just fell a little bit bad for one day, but I didn't have sore throat. It was mainly a lot of sneezing. I was sneezing like one million times. That was terrible. Um, and I thought that at the beginning, that was just one of my common one of my common, how do you say, one of my common allergies. I'm a, I have allergies with dust and, and things like that. So when I sneeze, I sneeze like one million times, literally, literally like not less than five, 10 to 15. I, I don't know. I know it's not one million, but it's a lot. So, and I start have like a small headache and that's it. The next day I, I took a test and it tested positive, but I was feeling fine. I didn't feel too bad. Then fast forward to July, um, one day I start to feel bad and I felt like shit, like it just thing, it just put me down. Like I start having fever and body aches and everything hurt. It was, it was so bad. It was, it was terrible. I haven't suffered an illness, like a, this kind of fever for so long. Like I think last time that I suffered so bad with a sick like this was maybe 12 years ago or something. So I was here in my house and after two, three days, I decided to took a test. Not, I mean, the first day I took a test. No, how was it? Okay, I was feeling bad. I stay at home. I told my boss that I was going to stay at home. Uh, I start to feel sick. And then on the second or third day of feel sick because I was staying at home, I decided to take an ART and it was negative. I mean, I kind of knew or I thought that it was negative uh, and it was still negative. So at the end, I got super, super, super sick and it was not COVID and it was worse than when I had COVID. And the point is, I was still wearing a mask. So I was still wearing a mask, uh, covered my mouth and my nose, this kind of surgical mask. It was not the, N the N95, but it was this disposable mask that they supposed to do something. The material is, yeah, is is the one that they are, at least here in, the, in Singapore, they are, the government is asking us to wear. And even if I was wearing outside everywhere that I go, I still got the virus. I got super sick and then I got two viruses. But anyway, so if it was not because of COVID, that was the point, the working, the working culture would not have been changing because now it's changing a lot. In many companies, they are agreeing to work from home, work remotely, now having all of this that you want to call <laughs> digital nomad that you can work from different countries. Uh, but now other problems started like the famous taxes, right? Some people, some place, sometimes you go, they say you're from Costa Rica, but because you can work from home, you decided to go to US and then you work from there in a nice place in Miami. Don't go driving because the, the traffic is terrible. Man. But let's say you're in a, in a nice place in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, 
you go to work there on your computer. But then someone raised a flag and said, like, hey, you have to pay taxes. You have to pay taxes in the state of Florida. And then you get all screwed up. Uh, Thailand is trying to do that. I don't know if you stay working in Thailand, they will ask you for taxes. But at least in my company, they kind of uh, ease on the, on the work schedule. My company used to be very conservative on work schedule. So you have to work eight hours, even if a lot of the things that we do, we do it remotely, technically. Uh, we do a lot of calls and, and um, things on the computer. Uh, video calls, even before COVID, like this is since 10, 10 years ago. But now they realize that they need to be more flexible. Uh, actually, we even have a new CEO that has better ideas, but the company is still quite conservative, but they need, they know they need to change a little bit. And we are changing, we are changing. So the working schedule is changing, it's flexible now. Uh, we can work from home um, here in Singapore, actually. Um, our leadership decided to do a test run about working from home three three or two times a week, if you can, because of course, engineers like me, sometimes we have to go to the client site or sometimes we have things to do in the office where we have our testing equipments. So of course, on those, on those, uh, on those days, you can't work from home. So, and that's many of those things happen because of COVID, right? But then we come back to the point, why working eight hours? Because actually, if you're from home, you have to work eight hours. And then I found this article, again, that I read a long time ago. And basically, it's from Wire Magazine. And I'm going to read a part that basically says that um, I'm reading what was once a socialist dream has become every knowledge worker's nightmare. It's time to unmake the modern myth of production. That's pretty true. And it starts like this. The eight-hour workday started its life as a socialist dream. The Welsh, te Welsh textile mill owner and social reformer Robert Owen, Owen? Ooh, stupid. Okay, let's start again. <laughs> Sorry, because I'm using my iPad and I was getting this notification. It was blocking what I was reading. So again, it says, the eight-hour workday starts its life as a socialist dream. The Welsh textile mill owner and social reformer Robert Owen is credited as the first person to articulate it by calling for eight hours labor, eight hours recreation, and eight hours rest for workers in the early 19th century. Wow, that's a long time ago, right? This was much better than the 12 or 14 hours days factory workers, including children, were expected to put in the time. Yeah, back in the days, even rem I remember even my mom times, they were telling me that when they were kids, they have like some some kind of jobs, uh, not working in the factory itself, but they could like go and deliver paper or work in a in a small coffee shop or do some other stuff as a kid to just earn some money. And I keep reading over the next 100 years or so, labor unions in the U.S. push for an, one adoption of the eight-hour standards in various industries. Henry Ford brought the idea further into the mainstream in 1926 by mandating a five-day 40 hours work week in his company factories. In 1940, Congress officially set the American work week at 40 hours. There you go. You see, this 40 hours a week, eight, eight hours a day work comes from the 1926. Can you imagine? And I know, I know this comes from the West. This is in US uh, by in the, um, in the industry. 
in the industrial work. But at the end, this went and basically propagate to all the world. So basically, everywhere you go in Europe, even in Asia, here we work eight hours. Some people work more, depending on which part of Asia, of course, and let's not talk about China. They have a different way of seeing things. Uh, Japan also, but technically, technically they have eight hours work shifts, but their mentality is a little bit different, but let's keep that for another day. So I was just trying to say again, 1926, eight hours, and then we divide in eight hours work, eight hours leisure, and eight hours sleep. But... Many of these things can change. Like if you're not an athlete, if you have a work, a desk job, do you really need to sleep eight to nine hours? I would say no. If your job is very, very non-physically intensive, I think you don't need to sleep too much. And on top of that, if during your eight hours of leisure, you are not active enough, let's say you just spend your time like a couch potato, like a couch potato watching Netflix, you don't need to sleep eight hours. So... That's another thing. Then you see the shifts, the things start to change there. And on top of that, I have been doing an exercise. And what, what if you compress your work hours? Because this is how it happens. You go to your office, you, let's say you have an eight to five job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you arrive to the office, let's say 10 to 10 minutes to eight, and then you put your things on your desk and then you go down your pantry and then you sit, you heat up your sandwich, you get a cup of coffee, and you have breakfast. Many people do it. Don't tell me not. So you go and you have coffee at, at the office. So by the time that you finish your coffee, it's already 8.15, 8.30, let's say. You sit on your computer. A lot of people open their computer. And the first thing that they do is open the laptop and or computer and start reading emails. Uh, majority of the times, I think checking emails is not work and I think it's not productive. I know part of our work sometimes uh, is uh, do the admin part is necessary independent of your job. If you if you're a lawyer you have a lot of communications, I know. But I, I don't I getting these emails and reading and checking and start looking at which one is more important that's not that's not productive, right? So you open your computer but you get you get distractions. You get your phone, you check your phone. Actually where is my phone? Yeah here. So you get distractions, you check your phone, you open Instagram, you have a new TikTok, your girlfriend texts you, your, your wife texts you, your husband texts you, and they talk tell something about the kids, you have make a call, you say, listen, I'm busy, and you read the news, the newspaper stuff, and then you find, and there's that's already 9 a.m. And then you say, okay, I'm going to start working. And then you have on your Outlook, you have 1,000 and something emails. Why? Because you haven't been cleaning emails for months or year and then basically you have to just look and see which ones are important or not not nevertheless i think it's more important to have i think it's very beneficial to have a inbox zero that's what i try to do so i i have some rules in my emails that some of them they go to specific files and those also i have um, some folders that when i see the title of the email that is related to a project, then I just move it to these folder projects. And depending on the project that I have, I know that if I have to read it or not, because some projects I'm not, I'm not active on the project. It's just that they let me there in the copy, but I still have to just give a quick glance to see if my name is mentioned or stuff. And then I read the other emails, but let's say that you keep reading emails. And then maybe you start to work, you make some calls, uh, maybe you start asking also your friends, your colleagues, what did they do for, for the weekend? 
So from eight to 12, how many hours have you really worked? How many hours? Maybe one or two productive ones. Then you go for lunch and then after you come for lunch, you feel a little bit tired because you ate so much pasta. And then you feel like you, you know, you kind of fall asleep. Then you keep wasting time on your phone so you don't fall asleep reading something else that is more fun than doing your own job. Then again, you take a cup of coffee. Maybe I don't drink coffee. And then you start to working. Let's say you finish around five. But if you really think about it, how many, oh, sorry, how many hours of work have you put during the eight hours? Are you sure you put eight hours? No. Do you put six? I don't think so. In some cases, some people, I think they put maybe two hours of good job, productive one. Okay, in my case, in other cases, like artists or people who write, uh, writers and um, journalists and people who wrote, write articles or computer computer scientists who do coding or configurations. I think these people that you, you can, you can uh, see it's easier to, um, to put into numbers how much time you are really working efficiently. How much time are you really putting on real work? For example, when, it, when it's my job and I have to go to my office to do some configuration in some servers, I say, I can see like, how do I quantify my real work, my 